This evening, before I start, I would like to read a scripture from John, the Gospel, chapter 14, verse 27. John, chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus said, Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You know, Jesus, before his crucifixion, he spoke to the disciples and he said, I will leave my peace with you. But my peace is totally different from what you can gain from this world. And the peace I give you, it will never be taken out of you. So do not get afraid and do not be troubled. You know, I believe the world today is going through a great amount of deal of trouble than ever before. People of different nations, they are all longing for the peace of God among them. And every time when we see the news, every time when we tune the TV, the radio and the internet, we come across so much which is going on across this land. And we believe there is a solution that God has given already in our hands. And that's what we are going to talk about this evening. And I believe there is no doubt that the world is in need of Jesus. And I'm sure all of you will agree with me this evening that the world needs Jesus. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter where they are coming from, where, what their religion is. No matter where, who they are, all of us in need of Jesus. And I would like to title my message this evening, All You Need Is Jesus. To make my point clear this evening, I would like to divide the entire humanity into three different groups. The first group is a kind of people who work hard, the hardworking, like you and me. Like many people, they work day and night in order for their living on this earth. The first group of people today we see are the people who work hard. Now, most of the time, we try to perfect in everything that we do. We want to be a perfect man and we want to be a perfect woman in the sight of God as well as in the sight of people. We want to be a perfect friend. We want to be a perfect father. We want to be a perfect mother. We want to be a perfect spouse. We want to be a perfect teacher. And we want to be perfect in everything that we do. And what do we do? We work hard. We work hard. You know, people who are, who are working in an organization, they, they basically try to, you know, try, try to do things in a perfect manner so that eventually they get the reward. We are a group of people who always work hard. We try to achieve, you know, greater heights in our career. We want to do this course. We want to do that course. We want to do this certification and that certification. And, you know, we want to do many things. We want to gain this credential, that credential. And we want to do, achieve many things in order to come up in our career. There is no doubt we are all working hard in our lives. You know, most of the time, if you see the companies or in the universities, the students, they work hard, you know, so that they want to get selected in the campus interviews. Their objective, their aim is they want to be placed in one of the top 10 companies of the world. Everyone today we see working hard. And most of the time, you know, we try to please people, we try to do good, and we try to make people happy around us. We try all our best 
in order to you know be a good citizen of this world so i'm talking about the first group of people in this world we also involve in social works we also involve in social activities we we go on mission trip and we send for mission and because we want to do good things around people and for people and we make sure people are always supported by what we do we send our gifts across the land we send our support to those who are not privileged to get such blessings in their lives you know we try to do many things in order to be good but you know what all our hard works all the good things that we have in our lives will add up just to zero if we do not have Christ in the midst of all that we try to do today in this world now i will just repeat that we try to do so many good things in our lives so many good works in our lives in, a, in, in all these good works we try to achieve and we try to do if we do not have Christ in the midst of all everything will add up to just big zero because we want to keep Christ in the middle of it the reason why i say that most of our good works are not rewarded in this world now think about those good people they lived and left a legacy on this earth they have gone but you know they, they, they did not receive any reward for their good works if we do not have Christ in our lives we don't have any hope about the eternal world and we live good and we try to do good things on this earth but when we live on this earth leave from this world we are not going to be rewarded for all the good works most of the time and we will be rewarded in eternity and scripture says in order to go to the eternal world we need jesus people who are working hard people who are hard working in nature they need jesus because their work need to be rewarded may not be in this world but maybe in the eternal world and scripture says very clearly the good works will not save us now today people are really good but then we they, they do not have jesus in their lives and even though you know they are really good they are perfect they are better than all of us but then since they do not have jesus in their lives they do not have hope on the eternity and only jesus brings that hope of eternity because scripture says only jesus can save us from the sinful nature of our life this year let's read ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9 8 and 9 for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works lest anyone should boast the salvation that we receive the freedom from sin that we receive the forgiveness of sin that we receive in Jesus Christ has not come to us by our good works you know our good works will not result in salvation you know that's the reason it doesn't matter how good you are you still need Jesus for your sins to be forgiven if the sins are not forgiven you cannot enter into the eternal heaven you and I need Jesus it's good that we are working hard it's good that we are trying to please everybody it's good that we are trying to sub everybody it's good that we are trying to do everything that so that somebody else will be in comfort but in the midst of all that we do we still need Jesus so we are talking about number one group of people who are hard workers but they still need Jesus because their hard work is not going to result in salvation only Jesus coming into their life 
going to result in salvation. So their good work will be rewarded in the eternal heaven. The second group of people you are going to talk about tonight, I would call them as unfortunate. Are people who are not privileged. Socially they are neglected. Socially they are oppressed and they are outcast. You know, there are a group of people, we don't see them today, but there are, you know, hundreds and thousands of people, millions of people today living in this world. They are not privileged like you and me. Maybe for some reason, you know, they are, we could call them as unfortunate people in this world. People go through a lot of sufferings today. Now, I don't need to tell that to you, but you, we know that people suffer a lot. Poverty. People go through poverty. They do not have any food to eat. They do not have food to put across their table for their children. They suffer through poverty. People, the, who's, who, the, people whom they go through persecution. People are persecuted across the land today. They are unfortunate. They are like you and me. But they don't have a life and they don't have a freedom that we have today because they go through persecution. And they lose their parents, they lose their children, they lose their church, they lose their pastors, they lose their beloved ones because of persecution. You know, we, we have pity over them. And you know what? People today live in misunderstanding at times. Today, God has blessed us. Debbie was testifying 33 years of blessed family life. God has blessed us with, you know, families. But there are people, they go through misunderstanding. They go through loneliness. They go through sicknesses in their lives. You know, all along, throughout their lives, they live in sickness. They are not able to get out of what they are going through. At times, people are not blessed with children. They cry, they cry, they cry. And day and night, they cry. And eventually, they don't get that blessing at times. They go through abusive relationship in their lives. You know, most of the, most of the you know, nations that if we see people who are living what we call it is under poverty line. They go through all these things in their lives, day, and day, day in and day out. Eventually, at times they give up. They all want to see an end of it. You know, if you talk to somebody who is going through terminal illness, you know, they, see, they, they, they say that, you know, I just, can, I, can I just come out of my sickness, what I'm going through? People who are going through long-term sicknesses, you know, they, their desire is, they will ask, can I come out of my sickness at any point of time? People go through so much across the globe. Today we need Jesus. People who are blessed. Like you and me. And I'm sure people who are going through so much in their life, the unfortunate group of people, they still need Jesus. They still need Jesus. Do you know how many children they go to bed in the night crying? Because they could see the fight that's going on among the parents. How many wife or how many spouses they go to bed the night crying because of the alcoholic husband? How many children they go to bed without you know, having food to eat? How many children they go to bed in the night because they are terrified, they are so afraid that anything can happen to them in the night? The world is going through a turmoil. And today you and I witness that. We are talking about the second group of people who are unfortunate, who are affected. But you know what? There is a hope in the scripture for that kind of people too. Revelation chapter 21, verse 4 says, Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. I'm talking about a group of people who 
unfortunate, who couldn't come out of their troubles by any means, who go through what they go through every day and day and day and day in and day out, but they try to come out and they long to come out and they are not able to come out of it. But God gives a hope for them too in Revelation chapter 21 verse 4. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. The only hope that you and I can give to such group of people who are going through persecution, who are going through loneliness, who are going through sickness, who are going through a misunderstanding, who are going through abusive relationship, who are feeling all alone, left all alone, who are crying out for help. The only hope that you and I can give, the church can give to that world today is, my God will wipe away your tears. My God will pay your tears one day. How that is going to happen? It cannot happen without Jesus. Even such a group of people are in need of Jesus Christ because only through Jesus they can go to heaven and God says, I will wipe away their tears and there, will, there shall be no more death because some of them they have seen people dying in front of their own eyes. Some of them they have seen their people, their beloved persecuted in the front of their own eyes and God gives a promise saying that there will not be sorrow. There will no more death. There will be no more pain because the former things have passed away. Who can give that assurance? Who can give that hope today to, to this world that is going through persecution and suffering? Only Lord Jesus Christ can give that hope, that assurance. We are talking about the second group of people who are unfortunate. I would also like to talk about the third group of people. Today we see them around. The antisocial group. The extremists. The wicked people. The sinful people that we see and we talk about today. The antisocial group that are, that are raising, that are springing up all around the world today. We see an increase in the antisocial activities today. Destroying innocent people. Killing the unborn. Robbing women's rights. And performing social and religious persecution and atrocities. We see that happening today across the globe. We are talking about the third group of people. First group of people are hardworking like you and me. And second group of people who are unfortunate people. And the third group of people who are antisocial groups are, we call them as extremists. They go around and they destroy people today as we see. You know, when we're thinking about the Christian view to what is going on today in this world, and I could see the twofold view of the Christian world or the church on the crisis that what the world is going facing today. The number one, Jesus is telling the church still, no matter who these anti-social enemies are, you need to love them. It becomes very difficult. I couldn't understand when I was reading this, I was preparing this, I couldn't understand. No matter who they are, no matter what kind of persecutors they are, no matter you know, what kind of anti-socialism they are involved with, scripture is very clear that we need to still love them. I would like to read from Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 and 44, the words of Jesus Christ, what he told about somebody who is doing the same thing what they are doing today in this world. Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 and 44. Scripture says, Jesus said, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus was telling about 
the Old Testament days. And the Old Testament days, the scripture was very clear. And that's what Jesus is referring to. Jesus said, you have heard that it was said in the past, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Who is our enemy? These antisocial people, antisocial groups, maybe we consider as our enemy because they are persecuting the church. They are affecting the society. That, that's what was told in the Old Testament. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor, but you hate your enemy. Now, in verse 44, but Jesus says, I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully, means cruelly, nastily, hurtfully, use you and persecute you. You know, Jesus was very clear. In one way, he can abolish the Old Testament laws. And he set the higher standard by saying that in the Old Testament, it is said that you love your neighbor and you hate your enemy. But I'm just giving you a higher standard of living. What is the higher standard of living? You love your neighbor, you love your neighbor and also you love your enemy. You know, that's the standard that Jesus has set to the church. You know, it is a challenge to you and me, it is a challenge to the church today to love those people even, you know, knowing what they are doing. No, loving those people knowing that, you know, they are hating Christianity or they are hating all the religion or even here they are hating the whole world, people, the humanity. Knowing that Jesus is asking you and me to love them. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. God is asking us, Jesus is asking us to pray for our persecutors. We need Jesus in our lives to love such people, certainly. Otherwise, the love cannot come. By seeing what is going on, you cannot love people. You cannot love the third group of people we are talking about, the antisocial group, the extremists. You need love of Jesus in our lives to love them. That's one fold view, the one fold of the view. The second fold of the view of the Christian world today. Jesus is also telling this to those antisocial extremists. As we read the scriptures, it is very clear. Scripture doesn't allow them to remain in the same way forever. Scripture doesn't allow them to continue to do the, what they are doing forever. Psalm 34 verse 14 says, Psalm 34 verse 14, Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Scripture is very clear. Depart from evil. It doesn't allow them to do what they are, they are doing today. You're talking about the third group of people. Scripture doesn't allow them to do what they continue to do. It says very clearly to them, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And scripture is also very clear. It's talking to those extremists saying that like the hard workers, like the unprivileged people, the same way they need Jesus, even you need Jesus. Because you need to repent. Acts chapter 8 verse 22 says, Acts chapter 8 verse 22. Repent therefore of this your wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Repent therefore of your wickedness. Jesus is asking such people to repent because they need Jesus in their lives. Not only that, Jesus is telling them 
that I'm going to come back to this world. The Lord is going to come back to this world. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 21. Isaiah 26 21 scripture says, For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. The earth will disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. That simply means whatever is going on today, God is making them accountable. God is telling us the church to love them. But at the same time, God is telling such group of people that you need to repent. You need to repent because I'm coming back. The vengeance, is, vengeance belongs to me. And I am coming back. And when I come back, the earth is going to disclose her blood. And will no more cover her slain. The earth is going to tell, the testify what has happened in that land. Earth is going to talk about all the bloodshed that is taking place today in this world. And God is going to make those extremists and antisocial people accountable. Accountable. There is no doubt about it. Now, while God is still merciful and still patient, the clock of judgment is ticking. The clock of judgment is ticking. Psalm 96 verse 13 says, Psalm 96 verse 13, For he is coming. For he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples will with his truth. You know, today the message for such group of people is that Jesus is going to come back to this world in order to judge them. God is asking us to love them, but at the same time, God is also going to judge them. And the Lord God is going to come back to this world. That simply means they need Jesus too. The antisocial people and the extremists, they need Jesus. We are talking about two group or three groups of people tonight. The first group of people are people like us, hardworking. The second group of people who are not privileged and who go through difficulties all the time in their lives. And the third group of people, the group of people they are called as antisocial people. And they do you know, such a harm to this nation today, to this world today. And this evening we are telling that they even need Jesus in their lives. And all that we need today is Jesus. For all our problems, for all our struggles, for all our confusions, for all our cry, we all in need of Jesus. Shall we just prepare our hearts for a short time of prayer? That shall we just ask Jesus to come into our lives? No matter what our situation is, no matter what we are going through in our lives, but all that you need today is Jesus. When Jesus comes into your life, he will give you an assurance of the eternity. When you have an assurance of eternity, whatever effort that you take on this earth is going to reward. God is going to reward you one day. When God gives you an assurance of eternity, you know that your tear will be wiped away one day. You know that there is a land across the across. And in that land, there is no sorrow, there is no sickness. And you need Jesus today to get into that land. And thirdly, as we saw, the group of people that we see them around today, God is asking us to love them. We need to ask as a church, God, give me a heart to love them, not to hate them. But instead, as you said, Lord, give me a heart to pray for them and to bless them, O oh God.